This Tailgate Society podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Deadeye Premium Barbecue Products. Born in Iowa and made in the heartland, Deadeye is your go-to source for everything barbecue. Sauces, seasonings, you name it. They've made a science out of great grilling flavor. It's more than a sauce. Whether you're cooking sliders, dogs, steak, or chicken, Deadeye has the explosive flavor needed to make every dish delicious. Try a splash of their sweet and smoky original recipe or turn up the heat with their Magnum Edition barbecue sauce. Both flavors are available in seasonings as well as sauces. So pick your favorite and prepare your taste buds for an unforgettable eating experience. Deadeye Premium Barbecue products are available at Fairway, Hy-Vee, Amazon, or at DeadeyeBBQ.com. Congratulations to the Chiefs fans out there um, on an awesome Super Bowl win. We are back for a Sunday night special. Corks, corks, and sporks. Sporks <laughs> and corks. Um, just to start things off, I was talking to my coworker on the phone on Saturday about a semi-small work crisis, and I meant to say no worries, and I said all worries. So to go with the theme for the weekend, all worries, sporks, and corks, we're back. Um, <laughs> I'm Emily Jaranka. I'm Emily Cornell, and to be fair, I also said dorks and corks this weekend. So, yeah, you know, it's easy to mix up. Yep. (laughs) So, here we are. Um, So, before we jump into Super Bowl stuff, we'll just do a brief recap on college basketball as we typically start things off. Um, Colorado got a win against USC this week, which is Yes! Scopops, not Scopokes. Yep. Um... Ohio State is also back in the win column. Yes, it took a while for them to get back over into winning because they are the worst team in the Big Ten. <laughs> uh, you know what? I don't really feel bad for Ohio State fans. <laughs> they've, they've had it good. I mean, they have. Ohio State is one of those schools where, like, they're good at both football and basketball, so if, like, their football team did well, so their basketball team not doing well. I don't feel that bad yeah. because they had a good football season, but if they had a bad football season and then went into a bad basketball season, I feel bad. Like, what are you paying all that money to go to Ohio State for for them to lose? Yeah, I mean, even even if they're not winning championships, like, they're always in the talks for yeah. both football and basketball so yeah that kind of was my marker of success um so that's why I don't feel bad for that. yeah that's true and Ohio or Iowa State um was winning against Texas this week and then tragically lost to Texas um poor one out for the Cyclones as we have an alliance to the Cyclones I have an alliance to the Longhorns because I live in Austin but like um, that is kind of soul crushing to see your team winning for a good amount of the game and then lose to the Longhorns who aren't good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor one out. <sighs> Truly. Um, but, but poor one back for Wyoming. Congratulations. Thank you. They finally won a conference game. Um, one of my friends from grad school he was like, I need something. He tweeted about this where he was like, I just need to pick up something. And I'm like, oh, you should like start reading. And he's like, um, no, not until Wyoming wins a conference game. And I was like, they're not going to do that until Shaka Smart is the coach, which if you listen to last week's episode, you know, my plan for Shaka Smart as the coach at the University of Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so now I hope that Greg Durham reads a book i hope he reads i don't really care what he reads i hope he reads something fun um because wyoming finally got a conference win we are a couple weeks into conference play people (laughs) it's heartbreaking it's truly hard hopefully now that they've gotten over that hump um it's maybe less of a mental thing i don't know Emily, you are so optimistic for my beloved <laughs> Cowboys, but they are about to have some tough times. Love their head coach. Like, he is a great human, pretty good coach. Like, there is nothing against him when I'm like, ah, oh, Shaka Smart should be the coach. It's mm-hmm. he needs to go somewhere else and coach somewhere else. 
Um, Wyoming is just not in a great spot right now, and they've not been great for a couple of years. Their last good year was really when Larry Ants Jr. was playing, and Larry Shiat was the head coach. Larry Shiat's now an assistant coach for the Mavericks in Dallas, so mm-hmm. um, Wyoming's having a hard time. And other teams having a hard time. Um, the University of North Carolina Tar Heels lost to Boston <laughs> College. Yeah. Uh, that's not a great loss. That's a I mean, yikes. Boston College has been in the college football, college basketball, excuse me, conversation for a while. Um, you know, they're not a terrible team. No. But you're also UNC, you know? Yeah. Like, you would think that UNC... Like that win for the brand. Yes! Yes! (laughs) Win that game for Michael Jordan! (laughs) Yeah, honestly, like, you're embarrassing yourself. (laughs) Poor Roy Williams. Like, I hope that his heart's doing well. Like, he's old. He's being stressed out. At what point is he going to be like, you don't deserve it upon this logo? Um, Roy could (laughs) never. He would never. I know. <laughs> Unlike other coaches. Um, <laughs> so Texas Tech is real nice this year. I'm yeah, really enjoying them. Yeah. Um, so they beat West Virginia this week, and they only lost to Kansas by three points. That's impressive. Um, yeah. This is not the first week uh, that they've had an impressive week. Um. I really like their chances for making, you know, maybe a Sweet 16 Elite 8 run um, in the tournament. So, yeah, I'm definitely enjoying watching them play this year. Oh, yeah. And it, so it's shout, good. Out, shout out to the Red Raiders. It's good to see a Big 12 team that, like, people can get behind. I feel like it's really hard for anyone who's not necessarily a bandwagon or genuine Kansas fan like you can't just bandwagon and become a Kansas fan um yeah and then like jump off the bandwagon like once you're on that bandwagon you are a KU fan same with Duke um Mm -hmm. and so it's just like fun to see Texas Tech doing well when you're like oh yeah like I'm not super invested in Texas Tech but I still want to see them succeed as a basketball program because like Lubbock does not have anything else going on let's be honest Lubbock is like like, I drove through once, and I was like, oh, shoot, I made it through Lubbock, and I meant to get gas. I didn't realize I passed through the town. Like, it is one of those towns you will not – it's not really on your radar um, as, like, an actual place. And so I would assume for recruiting and, like, when it comes to playing, it's kind of hard because, like, it's not an Austin. It's not a Dallas. It's not a Houston within Texas. So, like, how are you getting players to come? And, like, I get that Bill Self can recruit to Lawrence, Kansas, because he can be like, KU, the brand. But, like, if KU had not been good at basketball, how are you going to get kids to want to move to Lawrence, Kansas? Or let's let's even think about Manhattan. As we um, saw... You right, Snoop Dogg uh, um, and the strippers. We'll touch on that. We'll touch on that later. Um, so, um, yeah, I guess, are we moving on to the Super Bowl? This we week? might as well, since we're talking about strippers. <laughs> so, um, before we discuss the actual game, we are going to talk about the pop culture things. Yes. Um, of which there were many. So, first of all, um, thoughts on the halftime show. Um, I was all about the halftime show. Hot take, very early on. Usually we wait for the hot takes. I think that was one of the best halftime shows. And as a fan of Beyonce, I think it was better than Beyonce's halftime show a couple years ago. Even when she had, like, a very, like, um, social justice-themed message within her halftime show, Shakira and J-Lo crushed it it was such a good halftime yeah. show oh my god my i had people over for the super bowl and they loved it i i enjoyed it um i'm very impressed by the athleticism truly um i felt like the whole 
there was a lot of time spent on that stripper pole. You're right. I felt like wasn't really necessary. You're right. Um, but I'm impressed by her ability to not fall down, to be honest. People that are holding her. Some strong muscles. <laughs> well, not the whole time. You're right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, my all-time favorite Super Bowl halftime show was Lady Gaga, and I think it will take a very long time for me to change my mind about that. Um, so for me, it didn't top that. Um, I was really hoping for Ja Rule or Pitbull to come out, and I was disappointed that neither of those things happened. Okay, Ja Rule um, is like shady AF after yeah, what Firefest? I just wanted the yes, Firefest. <laughs> I just wanted the content. Yeah, I don't think I just the NFL the cares. Media content. <laughs> uh, I feel like they, it's not their it's not their biggest priority. But no, I think not even they, a little bit. Yeah. Um, so more, more so, I wanted Pitbull to come out and do um, his song with J Lo, and her segment of that song was, I think, probably the shortest of all of the songs she did. So that was a little, little bit of a bummer. Um, was That's hoping fair. for some good Pitbull fist pumps, but <laughs> <laughs> another day, I suppose. <laughs> I feel like that's your hot take. Like, oh, it's not. <laughs> <Sweet>. <laughs> I like I was happy Pitbull didn't come out like yeah it was I'm sure some I'm sure that that opinion is held by others as well yes like it's not that Pitbull isn't good it's that he's not loved (laughs) Uh, poor Pitbull Um, (laughs) so the halftime performance um they were hilarious many great tweets about uh, the parallels between the halftime show and Kansas basketball. Yes. Um, I just, I love the shade surrounding all of that. Um, someone tweeted, um, he, this guy works for stadium, um, and tweeted, haven't seen this many exotic dancers dancing on poles since Kansas held midnight madness. <laughs> Um, so just, there were just lots of tweets like that, um, that I found very entertaining, um, and super shady. Um, (laughs) do you have anything to add regarding that? Um, I would say I saw similar stuff where people were making fun of Kansas basketball and J-Lo on a stripper pole. But like, to be fair, I watched the game with people who don't really follow college basketball and, Immediately, they thought of Hustlers, which I have not seen yet. It's on the list right behind a whole bunch of movies that I have not seen. Number one on the list right now is The Big Lebowski, which I know Uh J-Lo has nothing to do with. But I will see her in Hustlers after that on a stripper pole. Um, And I don't know. It was interesting that, like, non- sports people immediately thought of that and didn't without knowing about Kansas and like Snoop Dogg and the strippers um they were like oh yes would she was but like if it hadn't been J-Lo would you have thought of strippers and KU for me it didn't have anything to do with J-Lo it was just the fact that the the pole was so prevalent in the performance okay okay and I didn't really think too too much of it I was just like oh yeah like when they said Hustlers, I was like, oh, yeah, right. She's a stripper in that movie. So, like, it would make sense that she would, like, pay homage to that movie. Not necessarily KU. Yeah. But then, like, yeah. I saw those tweets that were talking about Kansas. And I'm like, oh, right. I forgot that they, <laughs> they had a hot mess of, like, a an <laughs> event for students with stripper yes. poles. <laughs> yeah. Um, just, wow. Um Truly, I think this was one of my favorite Super Bowls in terms of all of the tweets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, I still feel like there's a lot more to digest that I just haven't scrolled far enough on my timeline because I was paying attention to the game. Yeah. Um, And then during commercial breaks, obviously, you, for the most part, watch the commercials. So um, that's usually Twitter time. Still have a lot to catch up on, but what I saw um, did not let me down. Um, what was your favorite commercial this year? Um, I really like that Google one that genuinely Ugh. made me cry. 
Yeah, honestly. It just, it got me good. Like, we were at my house, so, like, someone handed me the tissues, and they were like, I think you need this. And I was like, (laughs) I do. It makes me so, whatever it is about, like, older people talking about, like, their significant others. Yes. It gets me so hard. Like, the notebook didn't make me cry until... Oh, the, they showed the elderly. Well, when I was reading the book, and, like... Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I knew to expect it in the movie, so in it didn't movie, make me sure. cry. But, like, in the book, when it got to, like, him talking about his wife and her, like, um, losing her memory, oh, my God, I just sat in my room and cried <laughs> so much. And then she dies, and I cried some more. So, um... Yeah, no, that commercial got me so good. And not that either of my grandparents are in a situation like that. Like, the old people that I know, they're fine. (laughs) It kind of gave me, like, dementia vibes. Like, I wasn't sure if that's where they were going, like, going with it or not, or if it was just... Oh, yeah. ...compiling everything, you know, um, to have, like, something to look back on. At first, I thought, I was like, oh... The, you know, Google's doing all this stuff because, like, he has dementia and doesn't want to forget these things about her. And then I don't think that was really how it, you know. No, I don't think but, that's at all how they ended it. But, like, no. I get what you mean with, like, how they set I up the commercial. I thought that's where it was going. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, like, made it even sadder thinking that that's what it was about. Yeah. Um, but, but you gotta pet, like, although Loretta has passed... This man in this commercial has, like, he's gotten a pet to, like, fill that void of having a, a companion. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily a human companion, but a companion nonetheless. Yeah. Um, so my favorite commercial was the one with Sam Elliott and Lil Nas X doing the dance <laughs> It was so good! I love it Sam Elliott. It was so funny. <laughs> um, like, his dance moves were just hilarious. Yep. And then... Lil Nas X is just fabulous. Yes. Um, so I really liked that one, and it was just, like, light and funny. Um, yeah. Something I didn't know I needed. For cool ranch Doritos. Yeah. <laughs> Which um, someone brought to my Super Bowl party, and I was like, still don't want them, but I surely love this commercial. <laughs> um, so going back to Twitter briefly, there's an account that I love on Twitter called at Trump draws. Yes. And they, it's just these gifts that they make of, you know, when presidents sign things, official things, whatever. And then they hold up the, the kind of like little pamp binder thingy, whatever with a, a document and yeah. people are clapping in the background. So this account does that, but they superimpose all these like silly drawings <laughs> And they just tweeted one that said, congrats, Kansas Chiefs. And it's it's like this fake map of the U.S. And it, Kansas is circled and it says Kansas City, Kansas, home of the Chiefs. Because Trump <laughs> tweeted congrats to the Chiefs and something about the great state of Kansas, not apparently connecting that Kansas City is in Missouri and not Kansas. Um, oh. So <laughs> that more content is coming. Um now going back to commercials, um, what are your thoughts on the baby nut <laughs> for Planters Peanuts? I did not love that. And I had read a couple of articles because, like, I work in a marketing role and I subscribe mm-hmm. to different newsletters that talked about, especially this last week, um, what Planters was doing in terms of the Mr. Peanut or whatever, whatever his name is, dying in that, like, car crash. And um, it was less about the actual content of him dying and more, like, how are we engaging with, like, you people on social media, people who are watching the commercials. And then after Kobe passed, when they were like, oh, we're going to pull this commercial. And uh-huh. so I had, like, all these different, like, thoughts about, like, oh, what are they going to do with this planters commercial? Like, they bought that ad space, but, like, are they really going to, like, go through with, like, talking about how the peanut died? And then it was, like, the baby peanut. And then, of course, anyone who's on Twitter saw people making fun of it and comparing it to, like, baby Yoda. Um, And I've not watched 
the Mandalorian, my roommate has and said has only said good things about it. And so that's what I thought about was the baby Yoda, the baby peanut. And I'm like, oh, like you can't just decide to do a commercial about a baby thing because it's been popular. Like baby Yoda is now a meme. Like baby peanut's not about to be a meme. (laughs) I, um, just regardless of the content of the commercial thought that the little animation was so cute. You would. Like, just the way that they made the little peanut look was adorable. Um, but I think they really need, need to rethink their, their hashtag for that. Yeah, baby nut's not a good way to go. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah. Yikes. We'll leave it at that. Um, moving on to Andy <laughs> Reid. Um, I just love him so much. Um, yeah. He, uh, it's been a long time coming for him and... Um, he's been a, you know, a very solid coach, um, kind of, I think hasn't gotten a lot of the respect that he deserves kind of flies under the radar. Um, Mm -hmm. and he has a fabulous mustache. Facts. Big facts. Um, I compared it to a walrus earlier. (laughs) Yep. That tracks. Um, (laughs) and I don't know what it is about him that I find some adorable um i think it's because of his major dad vibes um but very excited for him to get his first super bowl win he was so excited um and he does not usually get very amped about things um so i was happy to see that good win for him it was very nice to see him win um i went back and forth between him and kyle shanahan Um, just because, like, part of me feels for Shanahan. Like, he has these big shoes to kind of, like, live up to in terms of his dad. And so I'm like, oh, the 49ers. I, like, I I feel for the coach. I feel for Sherman. Um, Yeah. A very, very hot take. I'm okay with, like, Nick Bosa. Um, And so, like... Part of me is like, oh, like, I would love to see this for Shanahan to, for him to, like, prove something. To prove that he's not just there because of who his father is. He's there because he's actually a good coach. But I'm happy to see Andrew win. Like, he's yeah. such a likable dude. Yeah, he's had to wait a long time. Yeah, big facts. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... Happy for him. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we'll discuss the Super Bowl probably again next week as more more stuff comes out. Um, uh, definitely. But for now, discussed. yeah, it's yeah. it's fun. We we are recording pretty much right after the Super Bowl is finished. Um, so it's exciting for the Chiefs. You love to see. Not the Patriots winning. Um, actually, what did you think of Tom Brady's commercial? Oh. I mean, it was like clickbait, you know. Yeah. At the beginning, it makes it seem like wait, is he announcing like his retirement? Yeah. Or or lack thereof? Yeah. During the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then it's an ad for Hulu. Um, I didn't see know, that coming. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that I feel like. A commercial, like, I could see him doing something like that to announce a decision. So, yes. And that would have never been done before, you know? So I was like, wait, is that what he's actually doing? And then, no. I um, I agree with that, like, where I was like, oh, there's no way he's going to, it's going to be, like, a commercial. Because yeah. for folks who don't necessarily get on Twitter, um, and I don't know if he'd put it on his Instagram, because, like, it. Instagram doesn't necessarily work the same way as Twitter in terms of, like, if people like something or, like, re-share something, you see it the way Twitter is. Um, People would, like, be like, oh, here's Tom Brady, and he's, like, walking in the black and white, but it was him, like, walking towards the field out of the, like, tunnel. Is he walking towards it or is he walking away from it? It It's kind of hard to tell based on, like, 
his body and the way his legs are going. I don't know. And the way his legs and body go, it looks like he's walking into the field, but not like he's walking into the field, like, ready to go play. Like, it's like his last goodbye. Maybe. Um, I would be shocked if he was the type of player who um, announced retirement after a season. I feel like he's going to do um, something where he's, you know, he says, like, this season is going to be my last season. And then the whole season is about him from a media standpoint. Um, Oh. I feel like that's more, I feel like that's more um, what I would expect from him. That's, that's fair. I don't. The only way I think he would announce in the off season that he, you know, you saw the last of me is if he won a Super Bowl yeah. that year. And then after the Super Bowl, you know, in the weeks after, months after, whatever, came out and was like, I'm retiring. But do you think the Patriots, like, are going to win another Super Bowl next year? No. I Same. Like, I think there are so I many teams. I think there teams. are other, too many other teams. Yeah. The cards would really have to fall their way, I think. I don't think they are. I, I think that, like, while I know that Bill Belichick is a really good coach and he's he's so good at taking talent and even if it's not, like, the best talent, he does something productive with it and he makes his teams mm-hmm. work. Like, I know that he doesn't have the top talent, but he yeah. is a really good coach. I even think with the Patriots team going into the next year, even with their draft picks, they are not about to have a team that will win the Super Bowl. I don't think they're going to be in the Super Bowl next year. No, not even, no. So, and Tom Brady, I'm surprised he did not retire sooner. Like, I get that he trains. I feel like he should have retired after his last Super Bowl. Win. Yes. <laughs> but he... But he probably, I'm sure he feels like he still has gas in the tank. You know? Exactly. And like... But not an... There's not enough for him to win another Super Bowl, I don't think. The way he talks about his training, he's like, I'm training for, like, a couple of years ahead. Where he's like, oh, I'm doing stuff now in terms of, like, where my body's going to be at in, like, three years. And it doesn't matter where he's at if the whole team is not there. Exactly. That's I think that's more so the point. It's not that he doesn't have it. It's just that as a unit, given the talent of other teams in the league right now, I don't think that they're there no no so um maybe he'll retire next year i know it'll bring tears to many eyeballs but like oh well i'd feel bad but i don't like tom brady is not my favorite uh quarterback he's not my favorite player i think he is similar to kobe like when he retires i'll be like oh i like you a lot better like, you can make fun of yourself. You're a normal person. But even then, I don't think Tom Brady will have the uh, humility to do that. <laughs> We're kind of roasting him right now. But, yeah, I, I agree. We are definitely roasting We, I don't want to say we. I'm definitely roasting Tom Brady. Like, I acknowledge that he is a very good player. I acknowledge that he has a wonderful coach and they just, like, make it work. I also am not, like, the biggest Tom Brady fan because of how Patriots fans are and how cocky Tom Brady is. Um, and and I understand the numbers behind viewership reinforce that people like watching Tom Brady. I get that. Like, people want to watch a team that wins consistently. Um, personally... I like hipster teams like the Buffalo Bills. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that Tom Brady is, like, very, like, he has, like, a, I don't know. I feel like I would describe it as a quiet confidence about him. Like, I don't think he's, he's not out there, like, talking smack all the time. Like, he's not going to no. get Twitter feuds. Like, um, but I just don't think that there's enough around him right now. That's true. To win another Super Bowl, and I don't, I don't think he can wait until there is. He could be waiting like several years, you know. Yeah, and I don't think that he could like physically wait. Kind of like replenish their roster. Yeah, mentally he could. I think he's there mentally, but but physically no. 
yeah, I mean, it just takes the toll playing professional football for so many years, you know? Um, or so they say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Clearly, I'm not an athlete. Um, <laughs> so on to the NBA. Um, very biased here. We're only going to cover one specific team today. <laughs> um, so the Nuggets had a big win against the Bucks on Friday night. Um, I did not have a lot of hope for that game. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say that. I had a lot of hope, but I didn't have a lot of expectations. <laughs> That's fair. Um, and they came in to Milwaukee and I think surprised a lot of people. Um, so they had beat the Jazz on the night before, actually. Um, that was an 8.30 tip-off. And they got into Milwaukee at 4 a.m. the next morning. Um, they were missing three starters. Um, the Bucks hadn't played since Tuesday of that week. Giannis had a week of rest. And um, they won by, like, not just a couple points. They started out kind of slow, um, but then kind of got into a rhythm. Um, had nine players in double figures, which is amazing, impressive considering they're, they're down four key players, three yeah. of which are starters. Um, and the Bucks had only lost two home games all season before that game. Wow. And the Bucks are the only team with a better record against um, plus 500 teams than the Nuggets. So statistically, like, I feel like people were sleeping on them. Yeah. Granted, the Nuggets are not great at winning road games, um, which I think is their, has been their Achilles heel in the playoffs. Um, but maybe this is, you know, showing us that um, that's, that's changing a bit. Um, so very exciting Friday night for me. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was just a really fun game to watch. Just great basketball all around. I enjoyed the post game with Jokic where he was like, Oh my God. What you (laughs) And I'm going to botch this, but he's like the, the reporter was like, Oh, you all were not expected to win. And he's like, what do you mean we weren't expected to win? Yeah. Like, you don't go into a game and, like, expect not to win. And I'm like, and I thought about he was that. Like, why we, he said, why we cannot win? Yeah. Like, why we cannot win? Yeah. Like, why, do, why we cannot win? <laughs> the reporter, who said that? And then he was literally like, who said that? <laughs> and then the reporter's like, I said that. <laughs> and he's just like. so funny. He was just And like, he was also wearing a bathrobe, which was just. Yeah. Made it even funnier. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he's just like, you don't go to a game expecting to lose. True. <laughs> Which, like, I mean, exactly. True. Yeah. Like, imagine if teams actually looked at, like, the spread where people are like, oh, you're expected to lose. <laughs> like, you know it's crap. And, like, as a yeah. as a player, like, I, I would assume that they don't look at it because people make assumptions. I and I yeah. think back to last week when we talked about how um, – the spread was that Florida, who was unranked, would be a number one ranked Baylor. And, like, you can't look at that because, like, people are full of actual crap. They don't know. Um, they just make assumptions that are not even necessarily educated assumptions. And so the Nuggets beating the Bucks, it's similar. Where like, the Nuggets are a very good team. They are pretty young. They have mm-hmm. depth yeah. off the bench. And... If they can be one of the best teams in the NBA right now, like the Nuggets have a ton of potential, especially with injuries. Like when all those guys who are injured come back, the Nuggets might be the team who win it all. That's a very hot <laughs> speaking take. Speaking it into existence. We are all about speaking things into existence here. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think in, like especially last year. If one of the starters was injured, I was like, mm, I don't know. You know, that that's I think that's going to have a big impact on their ability to win games. And this year, I, like, I don't really see it like that. Um, obviously, it's great to have all your starters out there, but sometimes they've been playing better when they've, you know, been down a couple of people. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just been a kind of interesting year for injuries for them so far. Um, but um, 
just happy that they really happy they got that win. That was very exciting. Um, and it sounds like you had an exciting time watching the U.S. Women's National Team this weekend. Oh my goodness! Yes. So for folks who don't know, the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team was playing in the Concacaf um, like Olympic qualifiers. I mean, they still are playing. They still are playing this week. Um, but I watched them play Friday night. Um, we did not watch on Tuesday when they first played, and they had won. They are probably the best team that is playing in that Olympic qualifying round. Um, we watched. I went with a friend to Houston, and before we watched the U.S. play, we watched oh, Haiti and Costa Rica, and. For soccer fans, um, I don't know who all follows either of those teams. Haiti looks not great. Uh, they're just their, the way they're using their body is just not great. And mm. both teams were somehow like always getting hurt. I'm like, I played soccer growing up. I played until I like. It was not, like through high school, I played competitively, and then in college, I just like played um, because of an injury. But I was just like, this is not how this happens. Like, every five minutes, there shouldn't be an injury of someone being like, oh, I like hurt my groin, or I hurt my quad, or I hurt my hand. Like, no, that's not a thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so they played very sloppy. That's, I think, what led to a lot of those like timeout or not timeout but like stoppage time and um maybe I, I w- while watching that matchup I was like well maybe I just like haven't watched enough soccer at this level and then I watched the U.S. women's national team right after that Haiti Puerto Rico game and oh my goodness Whew. they're so good <laughs> They came onto the field, and, like, I was thinking of Space Jam when, like, the Monstars come on, and they're, like, so good. Yeah. That's the U.S. Women's National Team, except they don't lose to Michael Jordan. Like, (laughs) (laughs) they are so good. And, like, uh, they recently had a, a coaching staff change. And part of me was like, I don't love that they, like, replaced Ellis with a coach who's a man. And it's not necessarily that I have anything against him as a coach, but I'm just like, oh, it looks not great in women's soccer if all of the coaches are men. Um, Mm -hmm. Because that kind of limits where you see those players going. Like, I truly believe that Julie Ertz is – she should be – a coach like when she can no longer play like she is such a good leader she is so good to all those all of her teammates she's like encouraging like you can watch her just like engage with all the other players and you're like she's it like she should be a coach um she didn't play on friday night but um the leadership skills are there that i'm like when you're no longer playing you're gonna just like crush it as a coach um but they played so well, and um, even when they were not playing well, like if players were having like an off night, like Megan Rapinoe, she was not having her best night. She was having a hard time like just kind of placing the ball when she was crossing it in, but it still was fine. It was still better than like any other team. It just was not the best, and... Um, all, a lot of the other players looked pretty pretty good. Um, so I had a very fun time watching the women's national team just because they're, like, on another level of soccer. Like, they're so good. Um, and I'm excited to see what they do in the Olympics this summer. Um, hopefully they win and then... I think that might they might be one of the, like the only teams who has won the World Cup and the Olympics back to back. I could see them winning the Olympics. They're for sure gonna win the Concacaf um, because I don't think any other team in the North or South Americas can touch the U.S. Women's National Team, and I think that they're just playing for so much more. Like, yes, they're talented. But also, they're being heard 
in their, like, we should be paid more, we should receive this recognition, because they should. Like, the men's team is not great. Like, men's soccer in the United States is so far to go in comparison to the women's soccer team. They just, it's just facts. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> just yeah. Straight up facts. <laughs> the men's team is kind of an embarrassment, which is like, like, you don't want to say that about your national, like, the national team, right? Like, I would never say that about the men or women's basketball team who's going to go play in the Olympics this summer. Never would I even, like, that wouldn't cross my mind. But soccer, men's soccer, for whatever reason, in this country is subpar <laughs> at that level. And um, I hope that they get better and, like, the MLS has a good number of, like, international players that are hopefully, like, furthering the game, I guess. I don't I don't know. I don't know what they need because, like, the women's team, straight up, all, a lot of the women's teams are just really good. The men's team's not really good. <laughs> not now. One day. One day. They'll, they'll get back into it. <laughs> um, but that's my soccer rant for the week and probably for the month. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to stay it's away. From, I understand. Not everyone follows it. And um, if if you get the chance, if you're not a soccer person, do watch the U.S. Women's National Team because they're so good. Like, it doesn't matter if they're a starter, if they're a sub. Like, we saw Tobin Heath go in. I was super excited. She's one of my favorite favorite players. Um, and, like, within five minutes of going in, she scored. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, one, Panama's not very good. Uh, the U.S. won 8-0. to zero. But, like, also, they just look so good. So even if they had played a good team, I think they still would have been up 3-0 by the end of the game. But... That's either here nor there going into the game of the week as the majority of people are not watching women's soccer. You should, but you're not. So game of the week. Um, So my game this week is um, Gonzaga at St. Mary's. Oh, nice. Um, Yeah. So St. Mary's is a five loss team. Um, They are, um, you know, a contender this year as always in the conference. Um, and they're 27th in Kempom, um, just behind BYU. Nice. Um, yeah. So this game is at St. Mary's. They're St. Mary's, USF, and BYU are teams that can always give Gonzaga trouble. Um, as we've talked about before, when Gonzaga gets into conference play, every team that they're playing against, that team is focused all year on beating Gonzaga. Like, yeah. that's one of their main goals for the year every year yeah, I checked out. <laughs> so when when teams are preparing to play against you like that um you know week in and week out it's it's tough and um just odds are some of them are going to give you trouble so um I think that will probably be a close game especially since it's a road game for Gonzaga um but it's just always a fun one to watch for Gonzaga fans and um could be mildly stressful <laughs> So that game's the Saturday at eight o'clock on ESPN. Okay. Um, so if you, um, you know, do not live in the Pacific Northwest, it's a good, good way for you to watch uh, this Gonzaga team uh, this weekend. Oh, That's my sure. game of the week. What is yours? Um, so I picked a women's basketball matchup: number sixteen Arizona versus number three Oregon. Um, oh, I think Pac twelve. Oh yeah, West Coast basketball for life. Um, (laughs) and I think Oregon's going to win. Like, it's not necessarily about the fact that Oregon will win this matchup. It's just that it's good to see that two Pac-12 teams are ranked so that, like, two Pac-12 teams are good in women's basketball. Um, so I'm just, like, very excited to see that. And Oregon's fun to watch. Like, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Those top five teams in women's basketball all very fun so that's where i'm at with that i like that um so did you already say you already discussed your hot take of the week right um no i just said that everything Not i really. said was a hot take because it kind of like okay. it wasn't like the you, hot take the you hot mentioned t- one but what is what is your 
specific hot take this My week. My actual hot take of the week <laughs> is that, like, the halftime show at the Super Bowl was the best. Um, someone flagged that Prince was better, and they were right. Like, because, like, how can you say that Shakira and J-Lo are better than Prince? Because they can't be. Prince is, like, Prince. I just, like, I can't even imagine anyone topping Prince at halftime at a Super Bowl. Um, but, like, my God, that was a top Super Bowl performance. It was so good. And as soon as I said it on Twitter, people were like, well, Lady Gaga, you were one of the people who likes Lady Gaga better. Um, Mm -hmm. People were very quick to be like, all these other people are better. And my hot take is like, no, I think that J-Lo and Shakira crushed it. <laughs> like, it was so good. I would watch it again. And I don't say that about many live performances, but it is what it is. What's your hot take of the week? Um, okay, so just briefly going back to the Kobe stuff, um, they played the Blazers on, was that Friday night? Saturday. Um, Friday night, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there were lots of tributes at that game. Um, halftime, I think, I think it was at halftime, um, Wiz Khalifa and Charlie Puth did their See You Again song, um, on the court, which was, um, a song that, uh, Charlie Puth wrote and it was, um, a big part of the whole Fast and Furious, um, Paul Walker passing away, like all that kind of stuff. Um, so when I was in college, that song, it came out my senior year and it was like right around the time of graduation. And so, um, my friends and I, we would always listen to it and be like, Oh my God, like we're graduating. This is so, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like that was kind of our association with that song. Yeah. Um, but then obviously it's written about something way more serious. Um, but when I was watching, I was like, Oh my gosh, like Charlie Puth is so cute. And I don't think I've ever like really noticed what he looked like before, but I've always really liked his music. Um, and I was just like, oh my gosh, like you're adorable. So that is my hot take. That is a hot take. I feel like objectively a lot of people would not agree with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's like super talented and kind of like nerdy, not super in the public eye. Um, so I think that's my hot take this week. That, that Agreed. I would say that is a hot take. I have a question to follow it up based off of so my at the Super Bowl party. We were talking about, like, Jimmy G, um, and everyone's like, oh, my gosh, he's so hot. And then they were talking about other players who were hot. So, like, Cam Newton came up. And um, is Baker Mayfield an attractive Mm. football player? Okay. I No, I would say if I didn't – I don't know. If you just saw Baker Mayfield. If I saw – a picture of him on a dating app I would probably think he was like kind of a tool just based on looks okay all right and then we know like because we talked about Gardner Minshew yes um that was also hot take where people are like wait what yeah I don't know there's no rhyme or reason to any of this stuff like no I I think it's more so about like what people's public personalities are yeah that makes me like like them or not like them so, like, Charlie Puth, like, his public personality is, like, oh, he's adorable. It's, like, nice and endearing, yeah. Oh, okay. Whereas, like, someone else could be, like, on paper much more, like, physically attractive, I guess, and I'd be like, eh, I don't know, like, if they seem like a cocky person or whatever. Yeah, no, no, I bet, like, Does it totally checks out. Yeah, yeah, I got you. <laughs> I just, like, I was wondering. So, yeah. Because, like, I got a lot of, I got a lot of side eye. With my commentary oh. when people were talking about attractive <laughs> players in the NFL. And I was like, Baker Mayfield? Gardner Minshew? And people are like, are you high? And I'm like, mm, no. no. <laughs> That's funny. It's just, hmm. it's life. I don't know. It makes you think about. To um, their own. Yeah, like what people are. It's like, um, I know a lot of people have talked about Jimmy G and they call him like Jimmy GQ. And like, objectively, I guess. Jimmy G is like pretty. Yeah, he's not very. He's. I think moral stories. I don't really like people to look like really rugged. 
Oh, and I don't know if it's that to me. I'm just like, oh, Jimmy G just looks like I know that he's played for the Patriots and I hate the Patriots. (laughs) (laughs) So I just can't see past that. It's it's one of my flaws in life, I suppose, where I'm just like, I know that you played for a team that I don't like. It's like if someone I meet someone and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm a big Patriots fan and they're actually from the area. I'm like, wow, I don't love that journey for you. Like, I don't love that journey for you. Now you're sounding like Jonathan Van Ness. <laughs> Would you? They also had a great yeah. Super Bowl commercial. It was very fun. I didn't realize he was going to be in a Super Bowl commercial, and one of my friends was like, "I'm so excited to see Jonathan Van Ness in a Pop Tarts commercial." And I'm like, "Pop Tarts, Jonathan Van Van Ness? What?" <laughs> Whenever he graces my TV screen, it's always a blessing. Uh, have you listened to his audiobook? Um, I haven't. I just bought that book for a friend, but I listened to his podcast. You should listen to the audiobook version of the book. Of uh, the book. okay. Listeners, Jonathan Van Ness's book is great. I will, like, <laughs> I'll say it's a pretty good book, and it's, like, super short on audiobook, and I highly, highly recommend listening to it on audiobook. Like, reading it's fine. Like, I encourage reading all the time. But the audiobook is so fun. There's a part, if you watch Shit's Creek, he tries to read, like, a portion. He's like, I'm being, like, Moira Rose from Shit's Creek. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so extra. It's yeah. wonderful. So um, let that grace your ears. That checks out because on his podcast, he does some of his um, advertisement reads in a British accent. Oh, yeah. Just- just so extra we love it yep here for it (laughs) um what wine were you enjoying this week for all the sports that there were to consume um so while i watched the super bowl i definitely enjoyed a savion blanc (laughs) (laughs) and the label was gnarly head yep it just like looked fun and so i grabbed it i'm very cheap And I'm just like, I will try most things that are cheap. And because, like, I know we're going to talk about the wines here. um, You know, most weeks I'm like, oh, I'll just grab whatever. So um, it was pretty good. I would probably get it again because it was just, like, easy to drink. It was very, like, mild in terms of a wine. What about you? What are you you drinking this week? Um, So this week I had... It sounds really gross on paper, but I promise it's not. It's like one of those hidden gems. Yeah. Um, you can buy it at Target. Um, yes. It's called, <laughs> it's called um, Day Drinking by Little Big Town Southern Peach Wine. Oh, it's not by um, the band Little Big Town? No. So they've collaborated. They collaborated with a winery. Oh. And it's in cans, so it's, like, great for summer. Ooh. Uh, and the cans are really cute. Yeah, so it's, like, you know, obviously the name is, like, a play on their song called yeah. Drinking. Um, that's just, like, really catchy and um, kind of a casual, you know, happy song, whatever. Uh, so would recommend giving that a try. It's It was not as sweet as I was expecting, which okay. is good for me because I don't really like sweet wine. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I love peach. I like wine. Like Little Big Town. (laughs) Um, So, would recommend for a hidden gem. I'll have to try that. Yeah. Um, We had a listener who, when we were talking about speaking things into existence last week, (laughs) um, (laughs) they were like, can you speak into existence that Iowa State is good at basketball? Um. So I'm going to speak that into existence. Iowa State getting better at basketball because yikes. <laughs> um, we can try these things. I thought they were going to win against Texas. Like I, If they had won, I would have been like, we don't even have to speak it into existence. And then they lost to Texas, and Texas is pretty bad. Um, mm-hmm. But I hope that Iowa State bounces back like Big Sean. I don't think they're going to beat Baylor, because Baylor's, like, stupid good at everything this year. Um, 
I don't even know. I don't understand it, how it's happening. I don't understand their luck in terms of, like, their coaching change, whatever. I don't know. But, uh, you know, if you're not the biggest Baylor fan, but you don't really care about the Big 12, uh, just cheer for the Iowa State Cyclones because they need it right now. Putting that out there. Yeah, just just throwing it into the universe that maybe they're good. Um, I don't think it's going to be this year. I think next year both football and basketball are going to be better. Um, I think they'll have a better chance of doing good things in the Big 12. But that's just like uh, a charlatan's take on Iowa State sports. Uh, Do you have any personal plugs? can't say do this week what about you um huge yeah just the huge of listening to tailgate society pods uh, of drunk dialing matinee baseball stuff and things and reading the content of bachelor tea which like emily yes. drake and i are bachelor connoisseurs if you will <laughs> more so emily than myself i'm just recently getting into it but we definitely are following it follow us on twitter to see what we're saying and thinking about it um but also Jacqueline she writes about it every week so get in on that it's pretty good and then five on it is about music so if you need five songs to just jam out to like that's a good place to just find new music as someone who commutes like 20 minutes long it's perfect exactly like I could substitute listening to Taylor Swift with like actual good music and i don't but i'll listen to those good songs like while i'm at work so um for people who actually want to listen to good music uh check out five on it and then also be sure to follow sports quirks on twitter potentially instagram we could be coming at you like slide into our dms if that sounds good and then like any um any content that you're wanting to see um like we definitely heavily follow college sports but like if there's something that you want us to follow if you're like hey i want you to tell us about the cricket world cup we don't know anything about that but like the internet the googles um we can look it up so we can educate ourselves and talk about that so like don't hesitate to email us at sportsandcorks at gmail.com again like Twitter, eventually an Instagram where you can just kind of give feedback about what you want to hear about, um, what you want to see in terms of our content when it comes to like sports, wine, all the way to like our bigger than sports moment, which yes. um, we're coming up on. So here we are, the moment that we love, our favorite moment of the podcast, bigger than sports. Yes. Um, so... We had the first woman coaching in a Super Bowl yes! tonight, which is so exciting. Um, yes! Football, I feel like, of all sports, is probably the most difficult for women to break into. Yeah. Um, particularly in the coaching scene. I think that I want to say, like, kind of the NBA was probably the first league to really um, start having, like, women involved in coaching. Yeah, with um, Becky. Yeah. And I mean, that even took a long time, yeah. you know? Um, so this is really great to see. Um, she's an offensive assistant coach for the 49ers. So um, we have come a long way <laughs> since uh, the NFL started. That's very true. Did you cringe when you saw that uh, commercial where it was like a woman um, kicking a field goal and then it was like a deodorant commercial? Yeah, that was not great. I did like the one that she was in. Yeah, no, hers was I can't super good. What product it was for? It was, if it was even for a product. It might have just been like an NFL thing. I can't remember. It was good that they are very encouraging about it. Like, I'm really happy I mean, they to need see to it. Be. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's so cool to see a woman coach. <laughs> I mean, you're right. <laughs> it would uh, be, and you know, Roger Goodell probably would be like, "Oh well, <laughs> it's out of our hands." Well, I mean, now you know. Like she's someone to look up to, like yeah. for for younger girls and women to say like it's 
you know, it's, it's been done now. Um, yeah, it's possible. Um, it's not just like a pipe dream, you know? Um, so I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if this trend kind of continues, um, and more and more women break into the sport, um, from a coaching standpoint, hopefully we see that. Oh yeah. Like there's no argument that I think would be like good enough against women coaching. Cause you look at coaches like Mike Leach. Yeah. Who did not play college or exactly. in the NFL. There's so many coaches. Yeah. So like, there's no reason that like people are against women being the coaches, um, and obviously she's doing a good enough job. They made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So you love to see it. That is a wonderful moment. We're seeing uh, women do very well in the world of sports. Yes. Onward and upward. <laughs> exactly. Oh, you love to see it. Um, that's all I have this week, other than, like, get ready in February, as we are in the month of February. Um, we will do what we do and have probably a dating episode, because I guess there's something on the 14th of February that relates to dating. Yeah, so they say. That's what I've heard. So, um... Next week, I believe our episode is going to be focused on, we'll do another kind of dating style episode. Um, maybe a little bit of sports thrown in there, but uh, we'll just kind of see where it takes us. So if you have any funny stories that you want to be shared anonymously, of course, um, let us know. Um, you know where to find us. Or if you have any red flag deal breakers or questions you want us to discuss as a group we'll have a guest on um also send us a dm or an email slide into the dms for a good reason this time not because you were like ah the dms we want to hear your questions we want to talk about it um the holiday one was super fun talking about holiday related dating things so hit us up that's all i got this week crickets for me <laughs> anything else to add so all right <laughs> we'll call it a we'll call it a night <laughs> thank you for listening emily and emily sports and courts